Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Dagger, Barty Jagdish and Ryan Huang. We turn our attention now to the bigger picture. And in anticipation of the Fed's numerous rate hikes, what exactly can we expect the US Treasury yield curve to do? How will that shape change? Ryan, I understand you'll be looking into that. Yeah, there's been a lot of guessing around how many rate hikes and how much and all that being priced in into interest rates to some extent. And we've seen the US Treasury yield curve flattening over the last few months as we see the Fed preparing for those rate hikes and some market watchers are ruling out not even ruling out that could maybe even invert later this year and that is where the short-term US Treasury notes pay a higher interest rate than the long-term US Treasuries and when that happens historically an inverted U curve has been viewed as an indicator of a pending economic recession. Now, let's get a bigger picture from Johan Euster. He is the CIO of the Global CIO Office. Morning, Johan. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good morning, sir. Johan, glad to have you on. Now, let's talk about what happens on the U curve. Maybe you can take a step back and walk us through. How does it typically look and how different is it from how it typically looks usually? Well, the normal shape is positive. So, you know, usually you have a short end lower yielding than the long end. So, you know, one year paper lower than two, two year paper lower than 10, 10 lower than 30. That's the norm. So what you're talking about is the fact that the short end has been going up quicker than the long. And at some point quite soon, if the current speed maintains, it will flip, it will invert. So you'll have the twos higher than the tens. That's uh, the yield curve inversion. Okay, so how close are we to that risk of inverting, like what some people have been calling for? In, in some parts of the curve, we sort of within five basis points or so, if you look at sort of the 10s versus the 30s and, and, and so forth, you know, within possibly, you know, a week or so of, of serious trading action, not that I think it will happen, but it's getting closer, much, much closer. Yeah, it's worth noting the bond yields have been up, going up quite fast. Um, we started the year with the 10-year notes at around 1.5% and it's now around 1.9%. So that's up 40 basis points in just about a month. How much more do you think it will go, especially when you look at what Omicron is doing with the economic outlook? Well, I think we, we can for now you know, sort of almost discount Omicron. If anything, Omicron would have had like a, a, a sort of a dampening effect on yield rises, I would have thought. It slows economic growth. It's not really happening. If you look at U.S. growth, it's, it's cracking on very, very nicely. Labor market is tight. Wages are going higher. Inflation is up. So you would expect bond yields should actually, in, in our view, mm. um, appreciably higher than 1.9. I think there's a, there's a technical uh, factor keeping it lower. It's called the Fed. But at some point when they start tapering and that's all over, um, that might disappear. Then, then you might have to brace yourself for even higher yields. Okay, and for investors looking to diversify into safer bets or even safe havens, would bonds be the place right now or would you be looking at a range of stuff? Obviously a range of stuff. I think that in a, in a rising bond yield environment, you struggle to find the reasons to call them safe haven. Wouldn't call them safe haven. So I would go for, you know, if you look at a balanced portfolio, you definitely want the old school stuff. You saw that last night. Uh, you made comment about the tech stocks again. Mm. under pressure. So I think on the previous show, I mentioned, you know, buy stuff that can rust. You know, you want to be in energy, materials, value stocks, because these are much more defensive in your equity portfolio. In your bond portfolio, government bonds, not so good. Even though short-end rates are going higher, they will still probably 
be a little bit better place to be than the long end, especially if yields start moving. So get a bit shorter in your in your interest rate exposure that way. And as always, contentious call, but maybe not the worst thing to just have a smattering of precious metals in there just as a store of value in a in a in a really bad sell-off if something of that sort of nature occurs. Yeah, Johan, maybe just dive in a bit deeper into where tech stocks are right now. We've seen yeah. the earnings season pan out and a bit of a sell-off when it comes to some names like Facebook. Talk about slowing subscriber numbers and since last Wednesday, it's down around 30%. How attractive are they looking after that sell-off for you? Not very. I think that they were so overpriced that, that you probably need them to consolidate here or maybe even correct a little bit more. Maybe 30% in a week is pushing your luck if you're calling for a mm. correction. That's not going to happen. But the problem they have had is that they really have priced in a lot of good news for the last two years. And if that news is now even moderating a little bit, then the market is going, hmm, so let's see how this all pans out. Maybe let's just take some of the bets off the table. I think that's what's happening now. So unless they can persuade the investors that they can keep cracking on with like tremendous earnings growth, I think they are still at risk. So I wouldn't say we're completely out of the woods on the tech correction yet. Okay, how different is the picture for Chinese tech? We've seen them under pressure for quite some time and some people are saying, you know, it's reached the bottom, maybe it's time to get back in. Where do you sit on this? I think that closer to the bottom than some of the skeptics might say, I think that it's worthwhile keeping them on the radar because just purely the valuation is just sort of gone out of them a lot. You know, it's sort of that overvaluation that you saw. So relative to US tech, for example, maybe, you know, it's a better place to be if you're, you know, can function to, to be in tech. So I'll have them on later. I'll be cautious, though, because my best guess is you want to be in the mid-cap stocks, not the large ones, which are still in the, in the, in the eye of the government and possibly subject to some more policy moves. Um, but certainly start looking around and maybe be willing to take a little bit of risk here and there. Perhaps uh, we call that more of a neutral compared to a negative for the U.S. one. All right, let's wrap things up, uh, Johan, with your view of what you've um, seen from the earnings season so far. We've heard a lot of commentary about you know, costs going up and just overnight you saw Tyson Foods talking about raising prices for its meat products. Is that going to be more pressure for companies down the road when it comes to earnings? I think definitely. I think that if you look at the, the breakdown of PPI and CPI, is what you see when PPI goes higher, that's usually a fairly good notion, a fairly good indicator that margins are under pressure because that's factory gate stuff, right? So the company that buys up at that level and has to pass on to the consumer has the of raising the price to the consumer in the form of press margins. So I think there's much more of that to come. And I think that, you know, in food, but even, even Amazon pushed up their uh, subscriptions by some, some margin is because to to offset the fact that consumer uh, or, to say, subscriber growth is starting to plateau. All right, Johan Yusser, CIO for the Global CIO Office. Uh, Johan, thanks for your time, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you very much. Keep well. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.